I'll just start out with this. The election was stolen from Kerry Lake. <laughs> <laughs> I had to, man. I just had to do that. <laughs> That's the perfect place to start, man. Oh, yeah. Like, um, yeah. It's pretty obvious, man, when you look at it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can hey. tell. We're on Rumble. Yep. We can say whatever we want now, guys. And I might put this video up on BitChute as well afterwards. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. BitChute is good. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, um, because I've been permanently banned from YouTube, I'm thinking about just um, starting to upload my stuff back to BitChute, even though even though it's going to be a bitch because I have to, like, um, like um, um, edit my videos down to m make sure it fits in. With, because you're only allowed, like, was it two gigabytes of video is that the amount that you're allowed on I think BitChute. so. Yeah. So, so, I have to chop my videos up to do that. So, mm -hmm. I get sick of that. But you got no choice but to do that. So, yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, and, and here, and let's introduce ourselves. I'm Ray. This is the host. I'm the host of the Ray Infinity Show podcast, everyone, and welcome to this episode. I got my good friend Osiris from the channel Middle Mega. Well, it's on. Well, on if you're watching this on Rumble, it's stuck in the middle, and I'm on YouTube. It's Middle Mega. So yeah, how you doing, brother? Real good, man. I yeah. I think on Rumble you can't change. I I couldn't find where you could change your your channel name, but I could start a new one, I guess. But I like how Rumble's going. I go by Osiris, and I'm just real happy to be here. Rumble is probably my favorite platform right now. Twitter's going to be popping soon, but I, I have a YouTube channel, like Ray said, Middle MAGA, and uh, man, this channel, it's fun. It's a labor of love. I'm not getting much out of it, but as far as financially, but um, good to be back. We haven't done a show in a minute, man. I'm pumped for this. And I'm sorry about man what happened to your YouTube channel. I don't know what's going on, bro. So uh, I'm I'm gonna we're gonna be hype. We're gonna do, have fun. But I am I well I am optimistic about your future. Do not get me twisted. But of course the work uh, you know you put into the channel. I'm sad to see that get banned. Yeah, yeah thanks, brother. Like I'm gonna miss um all the people up on YouTube like Metalopoly, um, Fenwick Chick. Uh, there's a few others. But yeah. So that make make sure make sure Osiris make sure when you're doing your videos make sure to tell them to come um, follow me here on Rumble because this is where I'm going to be from now on. I absolutely will. That's the thing that to me hurts to okay you ban someone you don't tell them what they did, and there's no way to reconnect or tell people hey I'm going to be here. Obviously they couldn't care less. Uh, we're we're in a place where uh, we we better figure it out quickly because our lives are going to be more intertwined with these same companies that are treating us us like crap right now we're going to be banking through them that we're going to have we app basically type stuff where our whole lives are done through these same people that are treating us like this right now did you get when i in the in the facebook message message did you see those images i sent you, all you guys were like um were like the emails i got from youtube yeah, I went through it. I it's hard to it I, I didn't see all of them, but I saw I believe I saw did I see like hate speech in one of them? The first one says for inciting violence or calling for violence. And then the second one where like it said my when it came back to my appeal, which it only came back a few minutes later. So it's pretty obvious that they knew already knew what they were gonna do. They didn't even take a look at it. So and then in that one it says for bullying or harassment, like that one video that got taken down with me, you, Sal, and Carlos. And yeah. So did you get three strikes or was it only one strike? Only wow. One. Wow. So and they didn't tell me which video it was at all. They didn't tell me which one. So what did I do then? I, I can't figure it out. Yeah, they don't they don't care. And that's what's going to happen. Bryce and Gray got banned from Twitter. 
Um, I'm surprised he's still on YouTube right now. That's that's not going to last too much longer. Uh, we we've got to figure something out because uh, at least we have Rumble for now. Grateful for that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, one of them old school um, ringtones. So yeah, yeah, that's my default ringtone. Ringtone. Uh, oh, yeah. I use I have the Joe Rogan Experience some intro as my ringtone. Oh, that's kind of dope, man. Yeah. But what, but when we talk about your future, like you, know, one thing they can't take away, they can wipe out the channel. They can wipe out my channel right now. But one thing they can't take away is the the hours of work you put into it, the research, the studying, getting the microphone, equipment, learning the audio. You've got experience that you can take to your next endeavor, and you're you're a relatively young man. So you look at your future and your skill set, you you got a big, bright future. So don't I, I would not let that get me too down. Yeah. And like in one of Tim Pool's videos where like he was interviewing someone and they were talking about Alex Jones's lawsuit and mm -hmm. how like um basically YouTube they when they banned him, they didn't just take his channel down, but they deleted his entire archive. Like really you're deleting someone's entire archive. Like um after they put years of years and years of blood blood, sweat, and work into it. And you just nuke it, nuke it like that. Yep. And there's no record of it. And I've, I've argued, even with this, all this unconstitutional stuff, if they are going to ban you from social media, your videos and posts that did not break the rules should not be uh, removed from the platform. Like with the Alex Jones and Sandy Hook thing, we all mm -hmm. know he got it wrong. We know he got it wrong, but that's not why he was banned for it. Now, if something like that, we're like, if you want to take that down, okay, I can I can understand that because clearly that was wrong. But like all this mm. other stuff, no. I don't see how that how the other stuff should be taken down. Absolutely not. And there's no reason for it. So that that actually hurt him in discovery. They were looking for old clips and all that kind of stuff. He was like, I literally I don't have them. I I can't have every single clip that I've ever done. I don't have that. And YouTube wiped the evidence out off their website unnecessarily. Yeah. Well, they could. I think it's possibly possibly could have been intentional. Like they knew mm. he was going to try to like um use it as defense or something. Like say like, oh, I actually apologize when you guys say I did it. And I but they deleted all those all those videos because and the plus there's no one that's going to have that many hard drives. It's not possible. Yep. Yep, and I, I don't, I don't like the what happened. I don't know if you heard that Hunter Biden, believe this or not, is considering. I don't think it happened, but is considering a defamation lawsuit. Hmm. Uh, right? Yep, he's considering against. Uh, I forget who conservative, some conservative uh, talking heads, and people were laughing about it. And I was like, if you saw what happened to Alex Jones, I wouldn't laugh. All they're looking for is the right judge. Yeah. That's it. So, like, 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 it's all, it's some, something like with, remember with Kyle Rittenhouse's trial, like, um, I'll let the media attack the judge. So he's saying, like, oh, you're being biased towards um, Kyle Rittenhouse not being fair. When really, in reality, what was going on was that judge was actually being truly fair because it was the prosecution who was being so pathetic that they actually broke constitutional law, which when they said, like, when, when he asked them about talk about his silence after he was arrested, when you legally cannot do that unless you get the permission from the judge to do that. But he and he didn't, and he still did that. So he, the judge, was following the the rules. He was. He didn't break any rules with that. Yeah. I. Yep. Yeah. And and when you have 
Because I think Alex Jones is probably going to try and take that to, to the Supreme Court. I'm not really that good on the civil side. It's a civil case, obviously. But that's going to be a big... The, the, somebody has to put a stop to this. I don't know if you saw another thing. There's so many news, so many stories before we jump into what you had. Yoel Roth uh, yeah. f- uh, fled from his home. <laughs> and he was saying there's threats or whatever. And I don't know if that's real or not. But it, you could see where they're going. Mm-hmm. They're going towards anyone who said something bad about him, especially Elon. Who knows? I would not be surprised to see a lawsuit come out from Yoel Roth against Elon Musk, uh, it, kind of blaming him, even though Elon obviously didn't call anybody to do any type of crazy stuff. That's where we're heading. That's where we're heading. What more do you think he, no, um, Yoel Roth knows? Because he clearly has to know a whole lot more. What else do you think he could know? I think he knows a lot uh, because he's I mean, he's basically tied in with the FBI. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the CIA as well, uh, DHS, all of that. Um, I, the way that he carries himself, like he has an arrogance about him, I think he, he knows something. And not only that, I think he's going to be, he's going to be striking back. He's going to go these these type of individuals. If you go watch him, he was at this speed this talk the other day, and you could see the anger built up in him. He is trying. He is not going to just cower from this. He is, and I think this fleeing from the home and all that is a part of setting it up to blame somebody for something, and then he's gonna. I don't know if it's legal or if it's skeletons in the closet. He's gonna be doing some stuff. Can you imagine, like, um, telling yourself you're, you're going back in time and telling your past self from 2014 that Donald Trump would be elected president? Um, he would create the greatest economy in 50 years, and then, like, um, we would we'd go into a pandemic, and then in the pandemic, we, there would be during the pandemic there would be rioting. We would find, and we found out that that the, this virus came from China. Then we found, then we found out that um, the election got stolen from Trump in 2020 when he actually won it. And it's pretty obvious he did, and they stole it from him. And then the, we had a the event on January 6th happen where, like, um, Trump supporters actually went into the Capitol. And then after that, we, we had the FBI started targeting parents and pushing all this woke gender ideology stuff. And so, and then then we got like this some monkeypox stuff. The, like, there's so much more stuff. I, I, I lost track of it. Like, um, if you, <clears throat> and plus, we also got this transhumanism stuff. Neuralink stuff that's on the horizon. Then we got Elon. I'm um, buying Twitter. Like, there's a whole lot of stuff. And all we also got um, Alex Jones getting um, getting sued for 2.8 trillion dollars or something along those lines. So if you went back in time and told yourself from just told yourself 10% of this from 2014, went back to that time and told your past self just 10% of this, I'm almost positive you would you would t- tell your tell yourself to get the f out of here. It would be so much that I think your head would explode. Like it would literally, your brain couldn't comprehend. Just, you know, I just looked back at everything you said is crazy. I just looked back at the last three years and I was like, this is, this is the the 2020, obviously not even talking about the election. You had the start of the pandemic. Then you had the summer of love. And then 2021 was basically all about all lies, just power, pandemic, brute force lies and then 2022 for some reason the drag queen identity and i just i i don't want to always do disclaimers because 
that you fall victim to disclaimer culture, basically. But I do want to say I'm not nothing against what you want to do in privacy or even at a bar or whatever. But yeah. Joe Biden, it, he um, sent an invitation to a drag queen to come to the signing of this this marriage act. That, whoa, the, whoa, that whoa, he's going to sign. Did you see that? He, invi he invited a drag queen to this. He invited a drag queen to it, and that I, I know, I leftists. I know you're into identity, and I know you will assume that I'm some type of whatever you're going going to assume. But if you would listen, you you don't invite people to the White House based on some type of sexual deviancy. That does, everybody's got their own thing. I'm not saying anything against it. I would go to a drag show. I'm not against all that, especially when I was younger. Now I'm married, I don't go anywhere. <laughs> but <laughs> that is not a reason to, it would be bad enough to say, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm inviting a gay person to, or a black person. I'm against all of it. But to Thank say, you. I'm bringing a drag queen to the signing is... It, it just represents what you're talking about, Ray. If you would have told me in 2014, the president's going to invite somebody to the White House on signing a bill based on them being a drag queen, I would have told you you were crazy. Yeah, or if, or if like um, someone told you that um, we would have um, like two people who can't even think being president in the office right now, including Biden, Biden, who can't even speak, and then we have um, Fetterman, who, who is like. Even with this being on Rumble, I'm not sure if I should say it, but like, um, <laughs> let's just let's just say, um, did, did you watch the Tim Pool um, episode, um, uncensored episode with Milo? Yes, yes, yeah. And basically, what they called Fetterman. Yeah, which yeah. I'm, mm -hmm. that it's. I'm sorry, but that's actually what it is. That's what it is. I'm sorry. It is that. Yeah, I I wouldn't use the I wouldn't use that term, and it's not just we're on Rumble. We can say it, but. I, I, it is, but you're right. I mean, you, you, we were, we were live when we found out that Fetterman won. Yeah. I kept on saying that couldn't be true because you told me I was like Ray, that's not right. That you have to be wrong, and it happened. So when we look at, I just did a, a, a video today on Rumble on the next event. They're already preparing for the next pandemic. So when you see all these things that's happened, you might be like, there's no way next pandemic that that I, I would bet it's happening. Yeah. So like, but he, it is, it's, here's the thing. Fetterman is, uh, you know what, the R word. Let's just, let's just leave it. I'm not going to say that because someone can literally clip that on and put it and make it drag out a contest. So yeah, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> But but yeah, but here's the thing though, I and I and I talked with um Carlos about this. I think mm. the thing about Fetterman winning, like, do I think Fetterman actually won Arizona? I mean, I'm, I'm Pennsylvania. I thought about this for a while, and I actually do believe he he truly did win Pennsylvania. I I believe that fully, because um Oz was an awful candidate. He was awful, and he's not even from um Pennsylvania. So that was just another thing for it, and so. But here's the thing. <coughs> but still, though, an R-word person winning, beating someone, at least a, you mean a guy who has a huge personality, who's a celebrity. Man, like, um, still, though. Yeah, that's, I'm still shocked by it. And his wife is, 
His wife is really showing out. It it almost looks like she was the candidate all if if you didn't tell me and I looked at things now, I would have thought there was this picture that she put uh Giselle Fetterman posted on Twitter and Fetterman was chopped off on the right side of the picture. Like it wasn't half his body, but it was a little bit of his arm and shoulder. And she was in the she was the main focal point of the picture. And it was like, you know, first day or something like that. First day in DC. They they're not sworn in or anything yet. But um you could tell it's almost like she's the real candidate. And I don't know if you know much about her. Her story is very me? Yep, yep, I got you now. Were you out? I hear you. Oh, he can't hear me. Oh, is it me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yep, I got you now. Can you hear me? You're you're muted though. I can't hear you. Wow. Maybe I messed something. Hold on. Let's do some sound checks. It's weird. Sound check. Sound two. Hmm. I can check real quick on Twitter too to back it up see if it's coming through yep um yep it's coming through on so ray's ray's gonna do i'm gonna have ray do a sound check here and i'll chat him let him know my sound is coming through Checked it. Can you hear me? Yep, I got you. I, I still can't hear you, man. Okay. It's probably, I'm going to let them know, settings. Hmm, what is this? Hmm. So I'm going to chat Ray while we do this, but um, if you don't know, Fetterman's wife, Giselle, is was very involved with things. She was right there with him. Um, you, you, that's really admirable to see how she was involved. Very similar to Jill with Joe. It's interesting how you can p connect some parallels between them in mm -hmm. a way uh, with their challenges and the women beside them, which really helped them win. But she wouldn't be eligible to be senate the senator based on her background. Um, and uh, she has radical views. So with him being impaired and needing machinery to even communicate, it's concerning. You, you really could have a maturian candidate for Senate in Pennsylvania. So ultimately, they're going to have to figure that out. But uh, it, it affects all I of us. I can't hear you, man. It might be a short in the headset, too. Let me check this. I'm gonna let, let me I'm check gonna, this. I'm gonna let Ray know his audio is mm. coming through, and um, yeah, that's when you don't have a producer. I'm looking at a rumble. I can hear you. Yep. Yeah, you can hear me. You should be able to hear you too. <laughs> mm. 
But while while Ray's going through the the troubleshooting, there we'll get back to. We're going to be talking about midterms. We're going to be talking about uh, a little bit of yay, probably, and and other topics as well. On my mind right yeah, now is I can't hear you on the regular thing right now. I can't. I for whatever reason. You can. I'll double check again through the main feed. See if it's working. Okay. Yeah, I can hear. They're both coming through. I can hear them too. Yeah, there's it. This I can't figure it out. I think it's a set. It, did you go to the setting? Hmm. If you go to oh, he can't hear me, so I have to, to setting. Make sure right headset is selected. That's the that's the problem I usually have with it. Can you hear? Yeah. Yep, I got you. I I, I don't know what it is, man. I I, mm -hmm. I don't know. I have I'm I'm looking at my settings. It's it's fine. For some reason, it's not letting me hear you here on Streamyard. That's interesting. I, that's probably I, I don't know if he's using a mixer. Speakers. Let me try this. Wait, can you hear me now? Yep, I got you. Uh, I, you can, I think I, I figured can hear it out now. I figured it? it out now. Okay. I went to I went to the speaker thing and like for some okay. reason it wasn't. I thought it was labeled labeled as uh, under this, but it wasn't apparently. So sorry about that, man. That's oh, on no. me. I oh should, no! <laughs> I, I I put it all on me. I'm so sorry about that. Oh man, don't worry. You know how many times that's happened to me. <laughs> uh, you know how many hours I spent practicing. <laughs> messing it up and seeing how quick I could fix it. Yeah, but it, that never happened before. That yeah. never once happened. Yeah, I hate that. But no, I got you back. But um, I was just talking about Giselle, uh, Fetterman's wife. Very, very savvy, very, um, very sneaky how she's kind of put her position herself in a, she's a very powerful person right now. I'll just say that. Well, here's something I want to know. Why did she allow her own husband to do that when he's clearly obvious that he's not capable of doing it? Yeah, I think that was the plan. <laughs> I think she wants to, you know, she's very happy about the whole situation, and you can tell that she's the one in charge to me. Then, and, why, didn't uh, she, then why didn't she run instead of instead of? I don't her, think she her. could legally run. She was born in Brazil. Can you? You can't. Can you yeah. run? Uh, as, as long as you're a, a legal citizen, you can. Um, I think Ten. don't you have to be a citizen for a certain amount of? I don't know if she would. Maybe she would be eligible. You're right, but. Yeah, if she's, if she, yeah, yeah, I forget the qualifications for Senate. I think you have to be a citizen for a certain amount of time. But if she could run, you're right. I don't know why she wouldn't run, but you can tell she wants to have power. You just feel it from her. Yeah, I was saying I don't know if you heard me. There was a picture of her in Fetterman. Yeah, you told uh, me this. Yeah, on Twitter where where she Fetterman's cropped out. I mean, it's just a picture, but it represents really i mean it went viral because it represents what people are looking at like um who do we have in power maturian manchurian candidate yeah yeah so in your in your mind do you think like um fetterman was do you think kathy barnett would have done better than oz or or would it would it have been worse oh kathy barnett is if you don't know i am a huge kathy barnett supporter and from the first moment you hear her speak 
there are certain people that when they just speak, they go go listen to her on Tim Cass. There's she was unbelievable on Tim Cass. When when you and he's had a lot of politicians, you know, quite a few on there. When when you when someone speaks and they just resonate with you and they can explain these ideas very clearly and concisely, they've got full command, and they they see the big picture, the minute picture. She is she is a star. Not only just that, you know who she reminds me of. She reminds me of in a way Carrie Lake, a different, a little bit different style, but that same type of impact. And I, I joked, I would, I'm joking, but I'm serious. I'd like to see Carrie Lake, Kathy Barnett, 2024. But she would destroy in a in a legit run election. She would destroy. She would have destroyed all those candidates uh, in Pennsylvania. It doesn't matter who you pick. Would it have been easier for them to attack her though than Oz? Because like Oz, he's a celebrity. But with Kathy Barnett, they could easily just label her as some 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 white supremacist, Candace Owens, Trump supporter. Because literally, it, they could have just done that. Yeah, but it's the thing that uh, the strength that she has is that she's authentic, and that's the challenge Dr. Oz had. Dr. Oz gets in front of a mic, and you're like, "Who's this buttoned-up suit? Who's this Mitt Romney dude?" Who's this liar? Who's this used car salesperson? Who's this leftist that's Oprah's friend? She doesn't have any of that. And I think she would connect with people. Now, I'm, I'm assuming the elections are legit. It could come down to this ballot harvesting stuff. And if they're just better at it, they're just better at it. I, I can't account for that. That's just what it is. If you have a fair election, no hanky-panky, no... No one side is better at ballast, ballot harvesting. Just equal on both sides, she would obviously destroy Fetterman, destroy Oz, anybody. Yeah, and you mentioned Carrie Lake. Um, what is your opinion on that? Because, like, I mean, you haven't really talked about that too much since some the, the election night, but I, I just want to hear what your view on it is. Uh, Carrie Lake is one of the most important politicians of my lifetime. I put her right up there with Trump. I know that sounds crazy to say she's never held political office, but I, I have not heard, I have not seen someone like her with this type of the she has a spirit above about her that is contagious and she is a fighter. I know you hear people say that a lot. I don't say that about politicians a lot. She is a fighter. She is um, she is very devout in her faith. She is not shy about it. We need that now. People who are not afraid to say, hey, God is good. I'm here because of God. And praise, you know, you, you, she gave praise to God. And she's saying that when she's filed, she's filed this lawsuit. And it, it feels like she's on a mission from God. So you can say, you know, I don't know where it's going to go. I've been dabbling in it, looking at it. She's got her I's dotted, her T's crossed. But everybody in Arizona is against her. This, it's the McCain Republicans. It's these, these fake establishment types that actually support Katie Hobbs. And it's going to be difficult. And even the judge, you know, you, you go through the Supreme Court. I don't know where the next case is going to be, but it's going to be difficult. But she's a, she's a fighter. So do you think the election was stolen from her? Oh, without a question. I mean, we, yeah. we, we, we know... You can so the thing is when you say the election stolen, how what does that mean? I don't even have to get that deep into it. We saw what happened on election day. They checked the printers the night before, 
And then the next day, I forget the exact percentage, if it was 40 to 60 percent or whatever. No, print- messed up the day before and they just, and they knew it and they just left it. Oh, was it, I thought they checked it because they have to check it the night before, right? Or no? They checked it the night the night before they and knew there was problems with it and didn't do anything with it. So you have so everybody knows this is bad. This when you look at the art of war, this is very bad. You told the enemy what you were going to do. I hate we're we're talking about election and we have to treat it like it's a strategy. But Republicans were going to vote on same day, the, especially MAGA was voting on the same day and everybody knew it and the I, I don't know if there's intent or not I don't have proof of that but I do know that it was stolen in that people were disenfranchised so and we're talking about thousands of people not to mention Carrie Lake's bringing up the chain of custody on the ballots too that she has proof that the chain of custody was not followed if you break the chain of custody on ballots, and she's talking about 200,000 ballots, those are invalid ballots. Yeah. And, like, um, I forgot whether it was Adam or Carlos that sent sent this to me, but there was a video that one of them sent to me, and it was about, like, a person going to, going to a polling place in Arizona. I believe it was Maricopa County, and, and asked for them to vote. But um, the lady at the counter said, um, you can only vote if it's Democrat because there's something going on with the machine. So, yeah. Like, I'm going to only go through if it's a Democrat, if you vote Democrat. Otherwise, you can't vote. So <laughs> I'm going to see if I can find that again because I want to bring this up. Yeah. If you, if you want to know, if you go to savearizonafund.com, savearizonafund, F-U-N-D.com, the, the lawsuit is there. It's actually not that bad to read to read yeah. through it's not that legalese um and it's it details everything so it details yeah. all the receipts everything in there it is long but it's it's not that hard to read yeah. i haven't gone through the whole thing i just kind of okay. scanned through it okay i think i found it now i think i okay. found it i'm gonna i'm gonna play this because like no it's yeah. carlos that sent it to me so yeah but and this thing like um you're gonna you're gonna think this is fake right when you see it so yeah all right, here, here it is. Come on. I, I don't understand what you said. What did you just say? Okay. Okay. With, with this election, you can vote in any precinct. No, you, said, you said the Republican side is not what? We, we, I don't have staff, so we are closed right now. So for the Democrat, I can vote Democrat? You can vote Democrat. But not Republican. Not Republican. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I, I understand what you said. What did you just say? Okay. So, like, um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that, like, um, illegal? It's it's illegal. It's a, a violation of the 14th Amendment called the Equal Protection Clause. Isn't that it's, a violation? It's a vi- I, Yeah, I think it is, but it's a violation of something. I can't lie. That was pretty funny because he, he knew how crazy it was, so he set him up. He's like, so the Republican side's not working, but I can vote Democrat? <laughs> <laughs> so like um and, and like here's the thing like here's here's the thing if from from the stats that we have of the election between katie hobbs and like carrie lake if you look at um if if you look at the maricopa results like um if things were had just been left and normal carrie lake would have won maricopa county and that's a blue and that's a blue district like um, in all red states even the cities like those are blue areas except for west virginia i think that's the only exception 
but every other state, inclu including red states, all the cities are blue. And but Terry Lake was from what the from what the results were showing, she barely lost Maricopa County, barely. Yeah, yeah, and she's she's pointing out some some solid stuff here. She's talking about si signature verification, chain of custody. And uh, it's kind of funny on Twitter, one of her tweets, she tried to tweet out or somebody else was tweeting about it and yeah. it got, there was, there's was no way to like, share or comment on the tweet. I don't know yeah. what happened to it. This is under Elon's Twitter. So, you know, I'm a big Elon supporter, but I'm seeing things that are really not, not good. Yeah. Forget about the Twitter files. What's happening right now? And look at this though. And this is in Arizona enact stricter voter ID requirements and it lost like um, people voted against having ID. So that t again tells me some, there was clearly some bull crap going on behind. It clearly was. The, the problem is that Democrats are, and Republican establishment <coughs> Republicans would be the same way. Democrats are incentivized to have looser restrictions. So if you, Arizona, you ballot, ballot harvesting is not legal. I think that there's restrictions around who you can do. I think you have to live with the people to do it. But who, what does that mean? Who's going to prosecute it? If, if no somebody breaks that law, there's no, the, the secretary, the, you know, the AG is a establishment Republican type. Nobody, there's everybody in the state is establishment Republican. And Carrie Lake was, Carrie Lake was the most important, uh, Every out, out of everybody running in the midterms, she was the most important. I saw a video today of people just thousands of people bust and crossed across the border to El Paso, Texas. And Carrie Lake is somebody who I think would have taken the forefront along with Abbott to try and, um, you and know, to, yeah, and to try and try and stop that. So they needed to take that momentum away. She's very credible. You can't you can't really pass her as a lunatic. That doesn't work. She's too polished. Yeah. And Ben Shapiro was even criticizing her. Like um, he says, like well, criticizing Trump really for endorsing her because like like, wow. like basically oh yeah she's a good um talker but because she was on like a broadcast network but like and like he endorsed her and but wasn't like someone a great candidate really really. He actually said that. Ben I have to Shapiro. see that. I have to see that. Uh, yeah, I, I got to see that. Uh, ben Shapiro, he he's got he, he's had he has some great takes at times, but he is very very off at others. He's he's just a different type of establishment dude. That's all he is. Yeah. There needs to be some lessons. I'm trying to find it. Give me one second. Oh, Republicans man. seem to have a very very nasty habit, and the nasty habit is that they keep going back to the well of magic. They keep thinking, okay, well, I think this is it right here. I think so. Let me bring this part up. Like, um, yeah. You know, but people will hate Democrats so much that we can nominate literally anybody. We can nominate that dude on a street corner. I mean, sure, he's shouting at the sky and he's scratching at himself with, with one of those weird back scratcher things. And sure, he's got fleas and rabies, but that guy, he could, I mean, anyone could be Biden, right? I mean, anyone can beat these Democrats. I mean, these Democrats, these woke idiots, like anyone could beat them. We could run dog turkey. Wrong, wrong. You have to run actual good, responsible candidates. Learn your lesson, guys. And lest you think, again, that this is some sort of out-of-the-box strategy, that there's no evidence to back this. There's, there's, there's sort of no counterexample to what happened with Republicans last night. There were several. I mentioned Brian Kemp already. 
But the big counterexample of the night is there was one area of the country where there was indeed not just a red trickle, not just a red tide, not just a red wave, a red tsunami. Well, one specific area of the country. Not just Florida, but also here in Iowa, too. Like, literally every single um, position, at least all the major ones, went mm. red here in Iowa. So, yeah. Like, like I said, I'm, I'm probably going to be staying here, probably. Yeah. And so, like, maybe, and plus with, like, um, some stuff that you said, I'm, like, off air that I won't say on public. Mm. But, like, maybe you should consider coming out here then. Like, yeah, I have sure. to. I'm pretty sure that, and plus it's closer to your, your, yours and your wife's family too. Mm-hmm. It's like it's in the Midwest. Yep. Yeah. Country, can you name it? One specific area <coughs> of the country where the Republicans mm-hmm. cleaned up, mm-hmm. where there wasn't a vote in sight that they didn't get. That area, you guessed it, is Florida. In Florida, the Republicans. And like, did oh. you see that? Did you see that woman on The View? I forgot which one it was. Who literally, wait, no, was it The View or was it on CNN? I forgot. Basically saying DeSantis um, um, did voter fraud by, by, by having by setting up a voter fraud task force, banning, um, making, um, enforcing voter ID, like limiting drop boxes and having them be monitored. She said that DeSantis um, committed um, fraud by doing that. So, I didn't see that. I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. But you see where Ben's going on this. He's going with uh, DeSantis' take. Yeah. They, they want, here's what they want before you start it again. Yeah. What they want is they want to go back to the Bush days, but they're like, okay, we just got a little different version of that. And that's what they think DeSantis, whether that's right or wrong, I'm not not even dissing DeSantis. That's what they think. That's why Jeb Bush endorsed DeSantis, Meghan McCain, all the people against Kerry Lake in Arizona like DeSantis. So um, maybe maybe they're wrong about that and DeSantis is more for the people, but I'm just telling you what they want. They want to go back to the old days where people were in line with this establishment guy and that one and there was no Trump and then no MAGA. Yeah. And and like it doesn't make any sense because like um, I think Carrie Lake and Ron DeSantis are very, very similar, at least in my opinion. So I don't know why um, the, the establishment is going more for DeSantis. It's like if they're going, if they like DeSantis, they should like Carrie Lake. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to try to find the line where he talks about that. Give me Did- one second. Heavy damage, serious, serious damage. In fact, because Florida reports its results fast and, and in clean fashion, like the polls closed at 7 p.m. in most of Florida, except for the panhandle, <laughs> by like 8 p.m. Eastern last night, we knew the results in Florida. And that's why there was a lot of feeling in the Republican side of the aisle. I mean, we were covering it live last night at Daily Wire. Plus, there was a feeling that this might be a red wave. But it turns out it was not a red wave. It was just that Florida Republicans know what they are doing. And Ron DeSantis is an excellent candidate who is good at governing and then does the culture war issues as the icing on the cake. Wipeout for Democrats in Florida. Absolute wipeout on every possible level, a wipeout. I mean, let's take a look at some of these results. Let's start with the governor's race. This was supposed to be a relatively close race when this thing first started. Recall, Ron DeSantis Wait, what? won his last race for governor. Yeah, no, like yeah, it was very close in the first against Gillum, and then in this oh no no against Gillum, yeah okay was yeah. he talking about Gillum he, here? He, or? he he said the last race. Oh, the last okay the last one yeah yeah oh yeah and, it was supposed and, to be close. And then he's bringing this one up right here to show. Okay, it. yeah. Like DeSantis flipped Miami and Tampa, which is shocking to me. I I still have no idea how he was able to do that. Yeah, because like um, and like aren't because all blues all cities and red states are supposed to be blue except for West Virginia. Yeah, that but here, make any sense. but I mean, you do have to give DeSantis credit. I think if every state had the same laws as Florida, 
then every state would look pretty similar to Florida. Every, not every, but, but Arizona, I think, would look very similar to Florida if their voting laws were the same. Yeah. Yeah. Against Andrew Gillum, a gay math addict. He won that race. It's true. 30,000 yeah. votes. Yeah, yeah, a gay facts. math addict. I mean, facts. Yeah. yeah. Shocking. He almost won. I mean, it wasn't, it was kind of close. Yeah. So, but yeah, then again, you have to remember that DeSantis at that time was just a regular congressman. He, yeah. he no one, no one really knew about him, about him at that time. Yeah. You have and, to give credit to this, uh, this dude named, uh, Donald Trump for kind of helping him a little bit. If it wasn't for Trump, DeSantis would not have won that race. I he know. Not, that's, he, <laughs> he may not even gone through the primary. He I may know. not have even done that. Ask Trump. <laughs> he'll tell you. <laughs> Which is why, like, this I, I understand. I I look at both sides because, like, Trump has attacked DeSantis. I think the reason is because he truly does see him as a threat to him in the yeah. presidency, oh, which yeah. he actually is. He is a threat. Oh, for sure. I, like, like, and, and Tim Pool and Luke argued about this. Well, I, they think DeSantis would be better than Trump because, like, Trump couldn't flip Miami and, or, or Tampa. But no, I mean, able that's to. not a good comparison. Well, he had to, he like. He could, and theoretically, Trump could, because like, um, I think probably, like you said, the reason why Florida went so red, not only because like so so many people moved down there, but also because of the election laws, they're way more secure. Yeah, I think they just there's a lot of people who just want to see DeSantis. They think he's better, which, which is fine. I my my take is we'll ha we'll have to see. I don't trust him at this point. Uh, I, don't, yeah. I don't trust, I don't like, I like him for Florida. Don't get me wrong, but I don't trust him. Once we get outside of Florida, I'm not feeling the vibe. And um, if, if Donald Trump had endorsed you, Ray, um, for governor, and then you come up on this midterm here, you're a solid governor of the state, wouldn't you either wait four years and support Donald or be his VP? Or if you were going to challenge him, at least be respect. I I know you, Ray. You you would be like, okay, no beef to Don Dada. He endorsed me. Here's why I'm running. I don't want to have a fight with him. I don't want to have a fight with MAGA. That's not Dan DeSantis. He hasn't announced, but that's not his vibe. I'm not feeling that. And then plus on top of that, you see that DeSantis raised like, what was it two hundred million dollars? I believe, yep. and, and that might be that might be an old number too. It might yeah. be. It's all big money too. It's yeah. all big corporate, big money. So, um, he, I don't know. I don't trust he, him yet. National. And here's, a, and here's another question: So many people moved to Florida, as you know, over the last three years. Like so many people, like mm -hmm. not just Florida, but also Texas. And Texas almost went blue. If you saw, it almost did. Beto O'Rourke, um, even though he only got, even though he got like let almost a million less votes than than Abbott, he still had three million votes in Texas. How? If all these people are moving to Texas and all these people moving to Florida, Florida went went farther red, but Texas get, is moving closer and closer. So I don't get it, though. What do you think about that? Uh, that that's always been their goal. Um, that's why they put Be um, Beto O'Rourke there to try and help convert it. And that's why I think they're flooding the border in part. There's many reasons for it. But that's part of the reason, too. They believe, I don't know if they're accurate or not, but they believe that they will, over time, be able to flood the country with people who are either going to become voters, citizens, or obviously their children will. And they, they play the long game. Texas will convert blue if they, don't, if they don't do something to counter this. They will turn blue.
Like Arizona right. did. Well, personally, I actually don't even think Texas is a red state anymore. I think it's a purple state. I don't think it's red anymore, at least in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. You just yeah. you flood the right people in. The cities have the population, and you could have a problem. And plus, some, some, on a side note, I got some O'Rourke um, Abrams 2024 merchandise, too. So, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. Yeah, you, get, you should check it out after after this video right here. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also have some Biden Fetterman 2024 shirt merchandise. So does Adam as well. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Biden yeah. Fetterman. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, really, Luke has that too. Yeah. 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 It, it's a no brainer. So. <laughs> yep. That's, well, that's for real. For, for real though, if that actually happened, I would literally laugh my ass off. I, I truly would. If that actually does happen. I mean, I, I, I believe anything. I think right now they're trying to go to Michelle Obama or if she wants to, or may, <clears throat> mayor Pete, I think mayor Pete is who they really, really want to do it. Uh, they're going to have Biden run in 2024. I think that's pretty obvious at this point. Pretty obvious. And after, really? after this, and after this, um, after um, Milo, Kanye, and like Nick sabotage Trump, I don't think Trump can win in 2024 now because like they sabotaged him. They Milo, Kanye, and and Nick they sabotaged him with that dinner. So I don't think Trump can win in 2024. Now. I don't think he can. Well, if Trump can't win in 2024, it's because Trump isn't Trump anymore. And there's even what do we did, need? Even, even if he was Trump, like he was in 2016, I don't think he can mm. win because, like, because because we know how Milo and like Nick are portrayed in the media now, and now Kanye as well. And like you see well, how they're running with that story. Yeah, we're we're far out from 2024 though, so I don't I don't think so, and. Um, yeah, I don't think that should play a role. If if it plays a role, then that means Trump didn't do a good enough job. These are just you know this that that dinner should not play a role when we get to twenty twenty four November, or you know the primaries. Yeah, but there's going to be a there's clearly going to be a Republican primary. I think that's pretty obvious now. Oh like, yeah. So many, like um, who was that guy that was was he on he was on MSN no he was on um Fox and then went to MSNBC or something like that. And he said, was because of this stuff going on between Trump, this dinner Trump had, he's thinking about running for in 2024 now. I forget. I never did was. a, I didn't he's, do a video on it. But he's the, the guy with the white mustache. What's his name? The again? warmonger, the one of the most disgusting warmongers in our country's history, John Bolton, is who <laughs> you're referring to. And this clown yeah. said he's going to run. And then, you know what? Thinking I about it. So. Anybody, well, he said, yeah. He was thinking about it, but I, I, let me not call. Let me say anything can happen. I don't know. I'm not predicting anything anymore. I thought the midterm was going to be a red wave. It didn't happen. So who knows? Welcome to how about this timeline, Ray? Twenty January 2025, and we're welcoming and we're we're ushering in a new era. And John Bolton is our president. How about yeah. that timeline, everybody? And with and with his VP Liz Cheney, I wouldn't be surprised happen. if that happened. I would not be surprised if that did happen. That now, if they can fortify, if they can fortify these elections, why wouldn't it happen? Yeah, yeah. but the, oh. so 
I don't know who would be better between Biden or, or Bolden. I don't know who would be. So, yeah. I don't, I don't, it's trash. I don't really distinguish trash from trash. They're about the same to me. Well, there's, well, there's trash and then there's a more trash too. So, yeah. 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 I just, yeah. Yeah. I want to show you the part where he does talk about Kerry Lake though. Oh, yeah. 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 I want to see that. In a state that has, you know, 7 million votes per election. Six, seven, eight million votes per election. He won by 30,000 votes, 0.4% of the vote. In this particular election, Ron DeSantis won 59% of the vote. 59%. So he went from winning by 0.4% of the vote to winning by one bajillion votes. Like the, the numbers don't exist anymore. We have, we've run beyond the scope of actual mathematics in terms of how big this victory was for Ron DeSantis. 59.4% of the vote for Ron DeSantis. He beat Charlie Crist last night like a rug. He beat him by 1.5 million votes. 4.6 million to 3.1 million. So from a 30,000 vote victory to a 1.5 million vote victory four years later. That is evidence of organization on the ground. That is evidence of excellent governance. That is evidence that you can convert independence to your own side. It is evidence that you have turned a purple state into a bright red, blazing red state. Tennessee, Utah-like red state. This state is not on the board of Democrats, and that now, is because too. a good Republican, there is no substitute for good candidates who are good at their jobs and engage less in the culture war crazy than they do in the actual governance of their state and certainly don't engage in stupid issues that are going to be counterproductive. Ron DeSantis is a culture warrior, no question. He will fight critical race theory. He will fight woke. In, in his victory speech last night, he said that Florida is where woke comes to die. He is correct. There was DeSantis. We have embraced freedom. We have maintained. It was a good speech. We will never, ever surrender to the woke. Um, Carlos, um, Carlos, he was actually at the event, though, I believe. He's yeah. Like, yeah. I, I, yep. I told him I wish I could have come there to enjoy the party with him. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Woke mob, Florida. Right here. Don't let the icing be the cake. You can't have the cake without the icing. Otherwise, it's not a very good cake. But. You can also not have the, the icing without the cake is nothing. The icing without the cake is Don Balda. The icing without the cake is Doug Mastriano. The icing with the cake is Ron DeSantis. And the cake without the icing is Mike DeWine. Okay, so what that sounds like, actually, is that the main thing Republicans have to do is focus on not alienating every voter in sight by embracing silliness, by embracing things that the American voters do not care about. There's a lot of talk in the election, lead up, about how Democrats were ignoring what the voters wanted. And that's true. Many Democrats did ignore what the voters wanted. But as it turns out, the, the Joe Biden pitch, and Joe Biden is going to be the nominee now for the Democrats in 2024. We'll get to the impact on Biden and Trump in a second. Joe Biden pushing for the democracy talk, it turns out that wasn't about threats to democracy. It was about, do you trust these Republicans to govern? And when Republicans act as though they can't be trusted with governance, they don't win. And when they can be trusted with governance, they win, and they win enormous. They win huge. Are you still giving your money to woke okay, I mean, that hate your values? I'm, I'm trying to find that. As Tucker's series shape. Yeah. This, uh, I'm, I'm really Sanders curious. Yeah. One Miami-Dade. You can't win Miami-Dade to take the House. So Florida alone almost put the Republicans over the top. So did New York, too. Combined so New York. is going to provide the Republicans mm -hmm. with maybe another four to ten seats. Combined. The state of Florida carried it last night. It was Lee Zeldin in New York winning those House seats. That's three. And I give about, I give the Republican in Florida Trump. picking up four. That is seven. Yeah. So that means that more than half of the Republican gains, in all likelihood, are going to come from those two states alone with competent people running. <laughs> Ray. 
Florida just, and New York. Yeah. He's just I, slobbering on DeSantis right now. He just just slobbering on his just I, I get it, man. I, I that's just it, one well, state though. Has he has he been drinking too much of DeSantis's nectar? So I, he's, <laughs> he's swallowing and everything. Ben, <laughs> calm down, bro. Now I'm not against DeSantis. I just calm down. What happened in Florida doesn't translate to Pennsylvania. So I don't I don't understand why he's trying to connect that two. So you know what I mean? Think, yeah. So do you think Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan are lost causes? I mean, I think Michigan right now, from what I, we've seen, I think Michigan is clearly a lost cause. What, what about the others that I just mentioned? Uh, I, I would have to look in, and search, but if 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 there aren't any changes to what's happening now, then yeah, they are. It's done. The, the Republicans can't. Everybody's talking about. I heard Scott Pressler. He would know way better than me. So I'd love to ask him. He said he's going to be an expert in ballot harvesting. And not breaking the law, but, you know, doing whatever they do to get the ballot from the, you know, person to, um, you know, being counted. And I, I just don't see it. Republicans can't do it. There aren't a part that you can't go into an apartment complex and get a thousand votes in, you know, hours. Republicans can't do that. That doesn't exist anywhere. So it's more expensive. It takes longer. So if you, the rules are tilted towards their side. So even if you get better at it, it's still tilted towards them. I don't see, and it, the only way is if you get control of the state, do what they did in Florida. That's why they, that's why in my opinion, they stopped what's happened. That's why those, that's why those voting machines went down or the printers or whatever. They literally ran out of toner in Arizona. The reason why it happened is they were going to have Republican Secretary of State, AG, Senate, and Governor. That would have been the next Florida, and they couldn't let that happen. Yeah. Like, Nevada, I think, like, for some Democrats swept Nevada except the governorship. Like, we actually they actually flipped from a Democrat to a Republican, Joe Lombardo. Actually, I didn't mm. actually think is an interesting candidate. I don't have too much of a problem with him. So, and he was able to flip Nevada to red in the governorship. Which surprised me a lot, actually. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. So you still have left? to vote. Don't get me wrong. I know leftists love hearing this talk because they say, "Oh yeah, that the MAGA, the, you know, they call them maggots. The maggots aren't the maggots aren't going to vote. Yay! You still have to vote. There's you got to. There's no other. You have to vote, but you've got to really focus more on the local, your local state." Um, elections that those positions those officials matter matter way more the state what does your state legislator look like that that's that's what matters yeah and iowa we our state legislators actually shot up we already had a very controlled republican legislator and went up even a little more in iowa so that's really good yeah we're not in a good place here in colorado and that's given democrats the power to do whatever they want that's what happens. Yeah. All right. Sorry about that. That happened again. Yeah. Okay. Let's play this video more because I want you to hear the Carrie Lake comment. Mm -hmm. And and by the way, yeah, 
again, it wasn't just DeSantis. It was up and down the ballot. First of all, Charlie Crist had to concede because Charlie Crist has now run for every single party and there are no more parties for him. To, like he's, he's now looking for a pool party to run to because just bad night for Charlie Crist. It was Crist acknowledging that in fact, um, his strategy of alienating every independent and Republican voter was a bad strategy. He won 67% of the Cuban vote in Florida in 2018. He went 55% for Ron DeSantis. That is a candidate quality, gubernatorial standards, being disciplined in your races. You know, the things that make up like the basic mathematics of politics, they still apply. Yelling at the sky is not in fact a strategy. And if Republicans wish to actually win broad victories over the course of the next decade or so, they're gonna to need to put away the childish playthings with which they have been preoccupied. I'm talking about the House leadership. I'm talking about the presidential leadership. That means that discipline needs to be in order here. There will be some opportunity for Republicans to the economy. We'll also be getting into how the different is the Hispanic vote, you just mean Cubans. They're alienating every competent people running. Florida and New York. And, and by the way, yeah, again, it wasn't just DeSantis. It was up and down the ballot. First of all, Charlie Crist had to concede because Charlie Crist is... is and then... I don't... Is this the right one? I, I thought this was. Like, I gotta find it then. Like, because like, he did make a, a comment about Kerry Lake. I'm trying to find it. Uh, that is crazy to me. But he, he, he does need to get more specific when he says screaming at the sky. What is he talking about? He's obviously just basically trying to diss MAGA candidates. He's anti-populist right. He's a corporate dude. He's an establishment dude. He wants people to fit within the demands of the typical, we go to war, you go, we agree to go to war. That type. He doesn't want anti-war politicians running in there. He doesn't want politicians up that are, are, aren't afraid to use their power in the House. This may be it. The question of every election is, who is it a referendum on? The assumption is candidates who made many independents feel insecure. And this was a major problem. It was a serious problem for the Republicans. And Walker doesn't happen to be a particularly strong candidate. And trickle. By which I mean, it looks like the Republicans are going to end up with bare control of the House. A very, very small majority as opposed to what should have been a sweeping majority. They may end up in control of the Senate. That is going to depend, it looks like, on a Georgia runoff, which doesn't look particularly amazing because it's Herschel Walker against Raphael Warnock, and Walker doesn't happen to be a particularly strong candidate. So what went wrong? What exactly happened here? Well, the answer is actually fairly obvious. The Republicans ran a lot of crappy candidates. Where Republicans ran strong candidates who are not associated with out-of-the-box crazy ideas, they won, and they won big. The big contrast in 2022 is between Florida, where Republicans absolutely cleaned up, and say the Georgia. So, wait, my mic, my mic is off, man. Oh uh, no, I can hear you. I think I think it, it sounded like you went to a different mic, but don't worry about. It. I can hear you. It sounds a little lower. Let me check again, just in case. So, yeah. Okay. Uh... No, I think it. No, talk again. Is this better? Yep, you're good. You're good. All right. Just sorry about that. Like I said, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand half of this equipment. So, yeah. But yeah, let's. Yeah. I think you'll be interested in the Kerry Lake comment he makes. Georgia gubernatorial race where Brian Kemp did really well against Stacey Abrams, or Texas where Greg Abbott did really well against Beto O'Rourke. If Democrats poured tons of money into these places, the contrast is those places versus all the other places where the Republicans wildly underperformed. And here I'm talking about Pennsylvania where they ran Doug Mastrano, who got absolutely smoked by Josh Shapiro in the gubernatorial race, or New Hampshire, where Don Balduck got smoked by Maggie Hassan. These are the races 
where things should have gone differently because all the fundamental underlying factors were in favor of Republicans here. A 43% approval rating for the current president of the United States, 75% of Americans in exit polls saying that the economy was moving in the wrong direction. 28% approval rating for Joe Biden among independents, 40 year high. Here's something I'm curious about all these polls. Are they asking younger people or are they asking older people? I'm really curious about that. It's like, if you, my generation, as you guys, as you know, Osiris is like, let's just say, Let's be kind here. Like, um, they don't carry a lot of values that um older people like you do have. No. Yeah. Let's just be kind for that right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Inflation, chaos in the Middle East, breaking out again thanks to Iran. Right? Like, tons of stuff happening in the world right now. None of it particularly good for the Democrats, which is why, if you looked at the polls, all the movement in the last weeks was toward the Republicans. So what went wrong? The answer is Republicans assumed in a lot of these races that the fundamentals against Joe Biden were so strong they could literally go down to the homeless shelter, pick up some people, and put them up for races. That is not how politics works. I don't like what this. The independents showed. No. What is Many he of talking those same independents about? Who didn't? Who? Carrie Lake. Carrie Lake certainly was. What, 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 no, I want. Who is he talking about? Like homeless shelter. Like what is that? I think. Who is he? I think what he's what he's trying I, to say is just grab some random person. No, okay. but bro, that that's not the right term then because. Even Herschel Walker, who we both agree is, I mean, it's obvious he was a terrible candidate. I'm think, not saying he was a be- I don't think he was terrible. Okay. He just was not the best candidate, in my opinion. <laughs> you being diplomatic, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hear you. I'm not saying he's a bad person or anything like that. He just was rough, um, a rough package to run. But even him, I wouldn't obviously call him like a home. Like, who's the homeless person? Like, who's the... I'm trying to think about who was running in the midterms. Like, Don Bulldog wasn't um, some homeless dude. Mastriano? I mean, these are beast type of dudes. These aren't... Who is he talking about? Uh, Blake Masters was great. I mean... I I liked Masters. I didn't think he was the best person, though. There could, I don't... At least in my view. Wow. Yeah. But, but you wouldn't call him a homeless candidate, though. I mean... Damn. No. No. Someone that I would call a homeless. Fetterman candidate. was the homeless candidate. Like, let's be. Well, I mean, he's not. But you I'll, know how he ran. I'll throw Oz in that same. Um, same. Um, homeless. I'm um, candidate. Candidate as well. I'll do if, that. Yeah, if you want to do it like just like how bad they were. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't like, like that. Wait, wasn't that Doug Mastriel guy? Wasn't he on on Tim Pool's show too? Yep. I, yep. Mm-hmm. yep. So yeah, like. Could that have had something to do with it? Like um, the fact that these candidates are actually going on shows like Tim Pool, people like Tim Pool, like um, in the media can just spin it around. Like because like Tim, because like the media, they can't stand people like Tim Pool or Joe Rogan or anyone like this. So you think that could like a spin it any, any sort of way? No, no. It would, what I don't like about people like Ben Shapiro is that we know we know it came down to money. The Democrats and Sam Bankman-Fried just got, I guess he got detained to be arrested just now for this FTX uh, scandal, but they were funneling money to the Democrats. The Democrats outspent the Republicans. Not m- All Republicans are not MAGA. So they, yeah. out-respent, they outspent Republicans $800 million. Ray, think of it if you have a project, we both start from zero. We start today. You have money, and I have $800 million more than whatever you have. There's no way you're going to win the project. 
So, I mean, we, but that doesn't make for interesting talk. We can't just talk about that all the time, but that's what he's not addressing. That's the real problem. What they did is they took the money, they propped up the MAGA candidates in the primaries. Mm -hmm. Then, so they actually spent money to help them win in the primaries. Then when the general came, they knew Mitch McConnell, Kevin McCarthy, they weren't going to spend money to back masters and, and um, you know, the gubernatorials are different, but bold. Kelly Chewbacca in Alaska. Exactly. They didn't, they didn't have the money. And that one was ranked choice voting too. That was a, a, a rigged system favoring a moderate corporate candidate. But they knew what was going to happen. It was a setup. And that's what really – I already did that. I kind of did videos on that. He's ignoring that. I don't like yeah. that. Kelly Chewbacca should have easily won in Alaska. Easily. And Markowski won. So, yeah. She would have won if it weren't for ranked choice voting. She would have yes. won out of the primary, and yep, that's why they changed the system up there. So yeah, a weird system up in Alaska. Mm-hmm. A lot of I like I like the state as a whole because I love the, the the wide open spaces. But like um, a lot of the things that are, the, the the way they operate in Alaska, it's pretty odd in my opinion. Yeah, it is for sure. Yeah, a Democratic candidate because they looked at the Republican candidate and they said, "This is not somebody I can trust with governance." This is the constant story. The more solid the Republican candidate the better the candidate did. I know this seems like tough stuff, but it really is not. Republicans made a bad habit of, in primaries, picking candidates who seemed attractive because they were fight, fight, fight people, but they didn't actually guarantee the possibility of solid governance, solid, sober stuff once they were in office. See, think of politics like a cake. And the cake has a couple of elements. Got the cake, it's got the icing. Republicans are very attracted by the icing. We love the icing. The icing is the social culture war kind of stuff. Terry Lake is the icing. Fighting mm-hmm. against the wild equity agenda of the Democrats. You're fighting against the transing of the children, all that kind of All this stuff is super important. Icing is great. You can't have a great cake without the icing. But if the cake is icing and what is underneath the icing is actually not cake, it's just a bag of flaming garbage, the icing isn't going to help. And so Republicans kept picking candidates where there was no evidence these people were going to be good at governing. They had been at like QAnon rallies six months beforehand. That is not going to win. Okay, and that that he is, that part that part is not true whatsoever. That part is not true. Carrie Lake, um, let's see who Carrie Lake, Masters, Lexit, not or even Herschel Walker, even though he's um kind of it and a candidate. None of those guys people were at like any QAnon or any um white nationalist or white supremacist. And nobody's on to any QAnon rallies, man. He doesn't even know what he's talking about. He sound you know who he sounds like. He sounds like a leftist. Almost. I mean, I yeah. mean, might as well be on MSNBC. I mean, yeah. he's, he could be the the Joe Scarborough right now on MSNBC, and I wouldn't know the difference. Yeah. Actually, wish to see conservatism win. You need people to win their races. You need to win their races. It's not all that shocking. That was the big problem here. People got really happy about the underlying bad conditions for Democrats, and they assumed they could put up a bag of crap, and that that bag of crap would then be elected to high office. And that is typically not how it works for Republicans. You have to demonstrate at best, like Ron DeSantis, that you've got cake, you're really good at governance, and you can do the icing really well. You can fight the media. You can fight the social issues. You can fight woke corporatism. All those things you can fight. But the cake has to be there. Or like Brian Kemp, who fought a few of the cultural issues, but more was just the I'm cake. not a really like big Kemp fan. I am not cake. a Kemp fan. Or like Mike DeWine in Ohio. Uh, like he's- I'm not a Mike DeWine fan. He's talking about trash here. Yeah. 
Kemp is very much a corporatist in my view. Yeah, Kemp was big on the 2020 stuff. And when we talk about the 2020 steal, Brian like, Kemp he, is as big as in it as anybody else. Like, um, do you? It's it's possible that it it's like you're the Kemp the the issues between Kemp and Trump is why we lost those two um Senate seats in 2020. Like um because like um basically yeah. like the rivalry between Trump and Kemp got so hot and all that kind of stuff. Like that's one of the reasons why Raphael Warnock and who is the other guy? I forget what his name was. Um, they like, had yeah, they had but, um Doug, they had Purdue. Yeah, Purdue you know, got his ass whooped. So yeah, they, yeah. He tried. They, do you want to talk about bad candidates? Purdue, Loeffler, those are terrible candidates. Yeah, and Trump did and did endorse Purdue though. He did. So yeah, would he have been better than Kemp? I don't know. So yeah, who earned the trust of his population in Ohio to the extent that he won over sixty percent of the vote in Ohio? J.D. Vance, by contrast. What about 53% of the vote? Because he was a more controversial candidate. Well, folks, with the where holidays coming around. Okay, the park, where is this? All the bad stuff is their fault. In many of these races, the referendum turned into a referendum not on Joe Biden and the Democrats, but into a referendum on the particular weird out-of-the-box candidates that Republicans chose in many of these areas. Candidates who made many independents feel insecure. And this was a major problem. It was a serious problem for the Republicans. So what does that mean for 2024 and looking forward? What it means is that if the Republicans look at the underlying trends, Republicans did well with black voters. They did well with Hispanic voters. They did better with suburban women. In the generic congressional ballot, Republicans will have won this election by somewhere between two and four points. That's not a bad election on the surface of it. It just didn't materialize in many of the key. And Lauren Boebert, she almost lost her race. You know why? Because of the gerrymandering the Democrats did in Colorado. So, yeah. Like, and like the left, they always go like, oh, Republicans always gerrymander. They do nothing. They, they always do that. When Democrats did the exact same thing, not only in Colorado, but also they tried to do it in New York, but their Supreme Court over there actually rejected it because it was mm-hmm. that bad. Um, same thing in Maryland. Um, they did it in, um, in, in, in Michigan. Like they say like, oh, no, it was not gerrymandered. If you look at the maps in Michigan, that was clearly gerrymandering from what I, everything I saw. Yeah. Yeah. races again because of bad candidate choice. And many of those candidates were tied up in the Donald Trump desire to see people talk incessantly about the 2020 election and his claim that the election was stolen from him. This is why, in the immediate aftermath of the election, he had Donald Trump putting out on truth social messages about Don Balduck being insufficiently sycophantic to him. He picked Don Balduck. He picked Don Balduck in New Hampshire specifically because Don Balduck denied the results of the 2020 election. That's why Trump loved him. And then Don Baldock was asked, did Trump win the election? And he said, no. And then he lost. And Trump said, well, it was because he, did, he, he refused to go along with me. No, President Trump, that is not what happened. Don Baldock was a bad candidate. You picked him in the primaries. That one's on you. Same thing happened with Mehmet Oz. Apparently, Donald Trump endorsed Mehmet Oz, who barely, barely eked out a primary victory against Dave McCormick in Pennsylvania on the basis that Melania liked Dr. Oz on TV. And that is not how you pick candidates. President Trump picked Doug Mastriano in Pennsylvania. He endorsed him. He wanted him. Why? Because Mastriano said that the election of 2020 was stolen. Doug Mastriano was a good candidate. About the election of 2020. If your main issue in 2022 is election 2020, you're going to lose. It's going to be a serious problem for you as a candidate. So moving forward toward 2024, Republicans are going to have a choice. Right now, they have the Florida model. The Florida model is Ron DeSantis took a state that he won by 30,000 votes in 2018, 0.4% of the vote. And he transformed that into a 20-point victory 
He won that state by 1.5 million votes. That was his margin of victory. The rest of the state went red as well. Republicans picked up four House seats in Florida. Marco Rubio walked away with a 16 percentage point win. Well, no, no, no. If it wasn't for DeSantis, I don't think Marco Rubio would have done nearly as well because DeSantis yeah. carried Rubio in that election. He clearly did. Yeah, for sure. But what is what is I don't understand. What is his take on, you know, expanding the Florida strategy to other states? Is he just saying that you win the, you know, the gubernatorial and then because Florida has a trifecta, Republicans have the, the House, state House, Senate and governorship. So DeSantis can write a bill and it passes automatically. Basically, they're all on the same page. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but how do you you can't carry that to other states unless you have a trifecta the same way. Here's something interesting, though, like in. The, if you look at the, the maps of the states, the state legislators across the country, the vast majority of the states are actually controlled by Republicans. Like even some blue st- a lot of blue states, their state legislators are controlled by Republicans. I mean, there's a few here, here and there that aren't, but like um, the majority of them are, are actually controlled by Republicans, which is pretty weird when you look at it. Yeah. So you have to take advantage of that. And it has to be the right type of Republican, too. But yeah. Yeah. Or Val Demings. That was supposed to be a close race. What happened in Florida? Ron DeSantis is good at governing. He's good at organizing. He's a good candidate. Your choice. Do you want the candidate who grows majorities, large majorities, out of opportunities? Or do you want the candidate in 2024 who took an electoral college victory and a popular vote loss in 2016 and proceeded to turn that into an electoral vote loss and a popular vote loss in 2020 and then proceeded to give away two Georgia Senate seats in 2020 and then proceeded to give away that you could argue whether or not that's Trump's fault, but um, you have to also look at Kemp for that as well. So, yeah. Yep. Way many seats in the election of 2022. Listen, I thought that President Trump did many, many wonderful things as president. The question is, what do you think he's going to do as candidate Trump in 2024? How do you think he has impacted the Republican Party going forward? And what will he do to fix that? Is he capable of shifting and moving? Is he capable of commonsensical change? So far, he's not shown any evidence that he is. He's going to have to change that. He spent the days since the election ripping on Ron DeSantis, the most successful Republican governor of any of our lifetimes. Does that seem like a smart, intelligent, and well-calibrated move designed to draw independence in the future? Or does it seem narcissistic and divisive? Right? These are serious questions that must be asked moving forward, especially if you want to win the independence. The story of the last few election cycles is also how the independents voted. In 2016, undecided voters, day of the election, broke two to one for Trump. In 2020, undecided voters, day of the election, broke two to one for Biden. 2022, undecided voters broke halfway down the middle. They split. That shouldn't have happened. Republicans should have walked away with the undecideds. They didn't. That's a serious, serious problem. Okay. Moving forward, Republicans will be presented with an opportunity. Okay. I, Democrats I don't understand. Are not learning- I'm trying. I don't know where it happened. Did he actually delete that video? I, I'm not, I did not hear it. Like, but that's a pretty big deal if you're going to go up on Carrie Lake. Where is this? Uh, let me try to find. Let's see if we can find if I can find it or something. Uh, maybe it's in this right here. Wait, wait, wait. I think is that it right there? I think I found that was it down there. Um, wait, no, Dems lost. No, that's not it. Maybe it's this one. Republicans wildly underperform expectations as they look to barely hold the House, and the Senate remains up for grabs. Right Stocks and bonds is down 34% this year. This is the worst drop in a century. Millions of Americans are taking a hit. So what can you do? Well, one thing you can do is invest in assets with low correlation sit. as a crazy person. If you are perceived as wild and out of the box, even if you excite the base, 
you will lose. You must be perceived. I'm going to use the rest real quick. You must be perceived. Okay, I'll be right back. A person serious serious enough to hold the office, at least if you wish to be a Republican. If you're a Democrat, you can be as crazy as you want to be because for whatever reason, you have systemic built-in advantages that make up for the fact that, for example, John Fetterman is not only a Bernie Sanders-style socialist, but also not fully functional. But if you're a Republican, the baseline assumption is going to be by the electorate that unless you are competent and sober, you don't deserve power. And so there's a lot of talk in the lead up to the election about, I, I engaged in some of this, about how the Joe Biden democracies at stake message was not resonating with people. And in a direct way, it wasn't resonating with people, right? Republicans did take the house. So obviously the notion that, that just that message alone was going to keep Republicans from power is wrong. However, what this meant is that Republicans got, got silly. They nominated a bunch of bad candidates in close races. And oddly enough, they nominated a bunch of good candidates in not close races. And so you ended up in the House with this weird dichotomy where in districts that Democrats won by 18, Republicans would make up 15 points of that ground with a really solid candidate and then lose. And then in districts where Democrats were up by three, Republicans would nominate somebody who was like a big fan of January 6th, and then that person would lose. And so they would nominate bad candidates in close races and good candidates in not close races, and they would lose both of those things. That was the, that was the pattern in the House. And then in the Senate, Republicans made the mistake of thinking that because the dynamics for the Democrats were going to be bad, they could nominate anyone. So if you look at the narrative of politics over the past few years, what you will see is that what Americans basically want is stability. They want stasis. That's all they want. Mm -hmm. And the parties keep taking the wrong message from all of this. In 2012, Democrats took the message that they had an unbeatable coalition that could be as radical as they wanted to be. And the reaction by the American people was, we'll elect Donald Trump to not give you that sort of power. Donald Trump won. And instead of taking the election, the Republican Party, as a sign that it was time to get back to some semblance of normalcy, instead they said, well, I mean, if we won, this means that we have magic on our side and we can nominate whoever we want to and we'll just continue to win victories. And then Donald Trump did not win in 2020. And now Republicans did not win in 2022. The underlying dynamics of American politics are the same. Gravity applies. Just because some out-of-the-box candidates are capable of defying gravity for a short period of time does not mean that they don't fly too close to the sun and the wings burn away. And that is what we are watching happen for virtually everybody in all parties. The American people are not up for crazy right now. They are sick of crazy. <laughs> they are sick of volatile. They are, they are sick of, of feeling uneasy about candidates. They're just not all that interested in that sort of stuff. And so if you pick bad candidates, you're going to lose. There are a bunch of examples of this last night in the Senate. So Don Balduck was nominated in New Hampshire with the help of Democrats, by the way, who felt he would be easier to run against. John Favreau over at Pod Save America, he was actually celebrating Democrats having promoted a threat to democracy, right? Because Don Balduck denied the election of 2020, and so he was a quote-unquote threat to democracy, according to the left. They helped nominate him. Did he talk about Gary Lake right killed. there? Not yet. He He's talking about Balduck now. Okay. Against Maggie Hassan, Maggie Hassan in New Hampshire. In that okay. New Hampshire Senate race, the final results in the vote count okay. look really bad. This was not a close race. It was supposed to be within a couple of points. Instead, Maggie Hassan walked away with an 11-point victory okay. in New Hampshire. I don't think I'm going to be that able to find it right there. So, yeah. yeah. All right, let's get into, like, the other topic before you go, man. Yeah. Like, um, I want to talk about, like, um, these protests that have been going on in China, of all places, China. Like, have you seen these um, crazy videos that have been going on where, like, th literally thousands of people showed up to these and like people, I'm um, like the police, they show up in these hazmat suits and they actually literally start beating up, beating the protesters in the streets. Like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I, I saw even with the World Cup going on, believe it or not, I saw this meme 
where it said China World Cup and it was the police kicking a protester in the meme. That's how commonplace it is. They have drones flying around, y'all. Oh, yeah. They've got drones flying around with megaphones and um, cameras. Yeah. Like, literally, one of the, like, in one of these protests, one of these protests, one of these, one of the people literally said, give me liberty or give me death. Yes. And when I look at China, I think about how, what does that say about us? And I don't think there's, are there, has there been a Democrat that's spoken out in favor of the protests or, um, you don't even need to get into China's business other than saying, Hey, we support, you know, people who want to stand up for their freedom. I, I don't know if I've seen it. I've, I, I don't remember seeing it. The point I'm getting at is I think that our uniparty elite, they would love, right? They would love to have police in the street kicking us just like that's happening in China. They would love that. Yeah. Well, if it wasn't for the Second Amendment, that may have al- may already be happening. Yep. That's the Constitution. And then beyond the Constitution, just a piece of paper, Constitution allowed us to have that that right to keep and bear arms. And that is that is the lesson to learn. We saw Australia get kicked around during the pandemic. We're seeing this now. We saw people die in China. If you haven't heard, this was a while back. But um, I, feel, I don't know how many people died. There was a fire. Did you hear about that, Ray? The fire? Um, I'm not aware of that, actually. Okay. So there was a fire in one of their big, I think it was Shanghai, in one of their big apartment complexes. And they were on lockdown because of pandemic protocol. And the, there's people who died in the fire because they couldn't get out. They weren't allowed to get out. Yeah, like um, like literally they weld people into buildings. They weld their doors shut so they can't leave. Like it's it's literally crazy over there. Like literally zero COVID. So what's the goal right there? That's not. It's not even possible to get to zero COVID. Yep, makes no sense. It's just it's power. Xi Jinping wanted to make sure his transition to. Um, it looks like he's just uh, in uh, leader indefinitely. That's why Donald Trump called him king uh, recently because I don't know where the end of his reign. There's no term. There's no ending to his term right now. And he wanted to make sure that he had the population under control. They want to make sure that they can control their population when they need to. And that's what that's all about. Yeah. And Gigi Ping is buddies, buddies with this guy right here, Klaus Schwab. Like, yep. and let's play. And this is on Infowars, and because it's on Rumble, I'm actually going to play this right here because this let's thing do, is crazy right here. Yep, let's do it. We have to define yeah. how the world should look like, which we want to come out of this transformation period. Mm. I uh, respect uh, China's yeah. achievements, which are tremendous over the last uh, over 40 years. I think it's um, a role model for many countries, but I think also uh, we should leave it to each country uh, to make its own decision what system it wants to adapt. And I think we should be very careful in imposing systems. Mm -hmm. But the Chinese model is certainly a very attractive model for quite a number of countries. The globalists are in league with the communist Chinese and are doing everything they can. Look at this. To legitimize and push this nightmare scenario. So when you see communist China, Mm. you need to understand that that is exactly where you are 
going to be. Yeah. Thousands of giant government camps, which they now admit are not for COVID patients, but for political dissidents. <laughs> the government goes out, puts Australia, people on lockdown thing. for mm -hmm. over 100 days at a time. New Zealand. They start to rebel because they're starving. Norway. It puts the state under pressure. Xi Jinping sees who will follow draconian orders. And then he can expand his massive security state. That is their admitted battle plan. And you've seen Bill Gates. You've seen Klaus Schwab. You've seen them all say, communist China is the model for the world. This is the blueprint for the planet. So what's happening to the Chinese, ladies and gentlemen, is coming for us. Yeah. That's what they want. You see Bill Gates there. They've Six million dollar man music is dope. Yeah. Again on the right again there. on the info is Monday, right. November twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. We'll be yeah. here for the next four hours live ahead of the mighty Owen Schroyer, three p.m. Central with the War Room. Yeah. Again on the Infowars Radio slash TV network. Find the coordinates of liberty at infowars.com forward slash show and band video. Share those links. Yeah. Okay. Every major city in China for two weeks is having massive demonstrations. Mm -hmm. And most of the corporate media is demonizing the people that don't like to live under 100 plus day lockdowns being welded into their houses while their homes burn up and the fire department doesn't even show up. <laughs> Combat robots fly around in the skies, barking orders that would scan your QR code on the highway and the street and are directed off into their UN FEMA centers. It is all a worldwide unified tyranny. And even in some of the this most elite areas right of here. China and some of their most elite state-run universities, we're seeing massive demonstrations of the children of the ruling Communist Party. So this is Tiananmen Square 2.0. And, and why is Xi Jinping, who's now been anointed dictator for life, it's only happened once under the Communist Chinese, that was Mao Zedong. Wow. Why, again, elected by the dictatorship, by the plutocrats in the Central Committee, why would he be squeezing and pushing if you understand that, you understand what's coming in the future because China Tiny. is the model. Mm -hmm. And just last Thursday, Klaus Schwab, the mouthpiece of the New World Order and the globalist mm -hmm. allied combine with the Chicoms, had this to say about the Chinese model. Yeah. We have to define how the world should look like, which we want to come out of this transformation period. Mm -hmm. I... Uh, respect uh, China's achievements, which are tremendous over what the last uh, over 40 years. I think it's um, a role model for many countries, but I think also uh, we should leave it to each country uh, to make its own decision what system it wants to adapt. And I think we should be very With careful the people you put in, place, in but... imposing systems. But the Chinese model is certainly a very attractive model for quite a number of countries. Now, two and a half years ago, we documented that Bill Gates, the Rockefeller Foundation, the UN, the WEF, and Communist China were saying we're going to have a global vaccine passport that's really the global passport, the digital ID, the central bank, digital currency platform for the carbon tax, for the social credit score. And once they collapse the economy for Build Back Better and the Great Reset, they will then give you a universal basic income because you won't be able to pay your bills or get a job.
even if you can get a job, it won't pay the bills. And so this is the transformation of the great reset they've been talking about. So China is the detonator set up by the globalists, empowered to take over the world, given all the one-sided trade deals, given 98% control over earth minerals, put in a power position now to leverage the planet. Remember uh, on those Larry King Live debates with Al Gore and Ross Perot in 1992, then again in 93, he explained that there's a giant sucking sound, Ross Perot did, that when Canada normalized and opened its border to trade to the U.S. and allowed competition with its wages, I'm for competition, but it, but it's a it's it, it's a rigged system when another country get to that, isn't proportionally uh, the plan right of the multinationalist at the Trilateral Commission right there. that he warned about. Look at this. And so They're China is boards. a giant slave factory of a billion four hundred and fifty million people, and is a giant beta test. And so instead of having soldiers marching around secretly arresting people and torturing and beating and shooting people, it's paramilitary with their faces covered in medical garb using COVID as the pretext. There's almost no deaths from COVID. It's survivable 99.99.7%, plus percent. Yeah, look how this silly is simply that looks. The cover yeah, look at that. Or Xi Jinping ahead of revolutions he knows is coming to artificially trigger one now so he can measure who's on his side, track who's going to go along with the system, force everyone onto the universal credit score and the whole look AI face scanning QR code tracking system to then use that as the base camp, as they said two and a half years ago, of <laughs> this new world ID based on yeah. Chinese patents and Chinese technology owned and run by Xi Jinping, but given to him by Microsoft and Google. So it's official. Told you two and a half years ago, but just last month, they came out and said, yes, the UN and China are running the global model for the world ID and the central bank digital currency. Now, to make sure America and the West aren't ahead in that. Okay. Right. Yeah, and All it right, is... Yeah, I, I, I got to run, but it, look how silly it is that they have these enforcers in this medical garb with the yeah. mask and everything acting like it's a pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Why are they, they dressed like that? I don't know. They're probably, they're probably still, it's probably just for show for all we know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but like, um, when we were talking about the universal basic income, like, you know, I just, I know you're for it and I'm against it, but like, um, I've actually, remember when Bryson Gray came on Tim Pool's show, like a few days ago, like last yeah. week. They mm -hmm. talked about talked about it for a minute, and like they actually made an interesting comment about it. Oh, your sound is down, man. Like, um, they they talked about like um, they would be if they did universal basic income. But if you agreed to do if you're if you opt into you can opt into it. But if you opt you into it, <laughs> and I said like, if you if 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 you had it like that, I'll be willing to have a conversation about it. That then I would yeah. be for real. I would it's, be because you know mm -hmm. it would be leftists that opt into it. Yeah, I don't think the problem, just like I'm pro-transhumanism, the problem is not the advancement of technology. The problem is not a universal basic income. It's these people in charge. So there is no policy that these people who are in charge running China or our country, there's no policy that they will enact properly. They can't even interpret the First Amendment properly. Yeah. So I'm for universal basic income, but not how... They're trying to implement it like that by force, by central digital bank currency and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and they're trying to destroy um, all cryptos too to create one national currency. 
Yep, that's not organic. That's government force and power. I'm not for that. But yeah, I got a, a nice rate. Thanks for having me, yeah. man. But, but yeah, but yeah, man. Like um, um one more one last thing before oh, like yeah. you go, man. Like when I I want to make a quick comment. Like I'm if the system collapses. Like um, what I mm. what I want to do is I want to get like a giant piece of land and like have a house on it or something like that. And basically, so when the system collapses, I'll be prepared. Well, I'm hoping it doesn't. Uh, because that's that'll be those will be very tough times. But yeah, that'd be the perfect place. Uh, I have actually thought in the back of my head. I know some land, rural areas, obviously is where you'd want to go. Yeah. Um. I, I know some rural areas where I would try to to, yeah. to go to. Yeah. Well, maybe you should come here to <laughs> Iowa instead. Then maybe you should. Then I'll be. Cl- I, I would be the rural areas I'm that I know of are out in that area. So yeah. I'm not in Iowa, but close by. Yeah, well, maybe you should come here to Iowa then, at least come see, because like um, like with the stuff that you told me outside of the show and mm-hmm. like all the other stuff, mm-hmm. I think, that, plus you, it was, I think it'd be a great opportunity, be, and plus you'd be closer to your family too. Yep, yep. If you don't know, my family's from Ohio, so yeah, we, but let's let's hope it doesn't get to that. We got to find a way to, to bond with people. We don't have to agree on everything. We just need to bond people who are cool with just talking and being able to agree to, to disagree. Because I don't think if we don't bond together, like populist left, right, libertarian types, then we're easy to crush because we're yeah. all separated. Yeah. So, yeah. Think, like, I think before 2030, the system will collapse. I think that's what's going to happen. That's what yeah. they're pushing for, and because they want it to collapse, and then you depend on them for you know you know universal yeah. basic income, food, lab you know lab grown meat, um, bugs. You you you're dependent on them. You you need them for home, for shelter, transportation. World Economic Forum was just talking about how they want to you know limit private ownership of cars. So get rid of it, and as a whole, they said. Yep. Yeah, uh, it, it's going to be pretty scary. Like um. All I all, all what I'll say is like um I told Adam when I went on his show a couple days well the day I got banned I went on his show for like a couple minutes I'll I'll say to you what I what I told him I'm pre- going to start prepping and I suggest you, all you guys start prepping as well I haven't I've thought about it um I have not started anything I've talked with Jen from the YouTube channel Sweet Home California she's really good with that I've been watching channels. Yeah. So I got to think about what I'm going to do. But you, when you know, when we say prepping, it literally just means preparing. Like, like say, say the worst happens now. What do you prepare? How long can you live? Yeah. Well, that's why before stock up on guns, ammo, food, all of it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But like, I'm I'm going to be start. I'm going to start doing that pretty soon. Yep. Get ready, stockpile, and um, prepare. Yeah. Especially, I got a family. I got two kids. Um, yeah. So you got to think about your family. And that's why I'm, ta- I'm thinking about getting like a a, com- a compound like Tim Pool has. So like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, like, well, hey, if I got that, you oh. you should come on, come there too. So, oh, yeah. absolutely, man. We have to, might have to flee because <laughs> you're you're good with people you can trust in numbers, and you know you got a rural area. You you're going to be safer. You're you're going to be much safer than in the city. I'm not that far from a major Denver. city. Yeah, I'm not. I'm like just north, not oh. far. So, uh, you you just got to watch out. Yeah, but like I said, man, you should come, you should actually come mm. here and actually, regardless. Yeah, we got because I'm because I'm probably I'm not sure if I can go to Florida because of how expensive it is. I I just think it's near impossible. Florida's tough. So it's a high demand place, but. 
All right, Ray, I gotta, I'm going to make sure I got to put my two kids to bed right now. All right. But um, before, appreciate before, you, man. Yeah, before you go, where can my audience find you at? Yeah, search YouTube. Middle MAGA made it easy for you. Middle MAGA or middlemaga.com. I go by Osiris. I appreciate it. Yeah. Also, you're going to post this, like um, put the link to this on your website too, to this I, video? It actually is right now. Yeah. If right. you go to middlemaga.com, this video is on here. Yeah. Uh, so you don't even need to go to Rumble. Yeah, okay. Like, okay, man. Thanks for coming on. And also, yep. before, and also, all, all of you guys watching this video, make sure to like and subscribe to this, cha this channel here on Rumble. Also, follow me on Twitch, all the other social media platforms, and all, all the other podcast platforms as well. All right. Like, I wish I can't say YouTube anymore because I've gotten mm -hmm. permanently banned from there. But yeah, I might upload this video to BitChute. I might updo that. Like, it's going to be a bitch because I'm going to have to edit it down. So mm -hmm. yeah. But yeah. All right, guys, this is Ray and Osiris, and this is the Ray Infinity Show podcast. This is episode number 85. Catch you guys later. Peace!